pray that you bless us while you're here. Um, I hope you will spend some time with some AIM students this afternoon getting to know them and sharing uh, in their stories with them. Um, it is a great blessing to be at the end of our missions month, uh, to have our balloons up here, to have the $950. And I do got to just say thank you to everybody for Spare Change Sunday last week, everybody who brought their spare change and uh, all that. We did take cookies to Happy State Bank to thank them for counting all that change. The bucket weighed somewhere between 70 and 900 pounds. We weren't sure. It was a lot. It was very heavy. We divided it into three buckets as we took it down there. We did find one Chuck E. Cheese coin that was among that, and the bank would not take that. They said it was worth nothing. So, But anyway, it was a great week, and today's wonderful as well. Now, I'm a movie lover. I love a good movie, and I think anybody that loves a good movie also loves when a movie maker will include a little cameo. A cameo, of course, is one of those times in a movie where a big star, who sometimes has a tie to the movie or the franchise, they do this a lot, of course, in the Marvel Universe, will show up just for a brief moment. Sometimes in the background, sometimes uh, in a way that is less obvious. Some of the best cameos of all time, of course, are Alfred Hitchcock. This is him before the birds attack in the movie, The Birds. M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong, uh, Shyamalan, he also appears as my generation's version of Alfred Hitchcock. Here he is in the movie Signs. Some of my other favorites is, this is Stephen King in the movie slash book that made us all afraid of clowns in it. And then here's Keith Richards playing himself. He, they say he didn't even have to dress up. He just walked in, Rolling Stone, Keith Richards, and this is what he looked like, and he was in Pirates of the Caribbean. And then my favorite, maybe from most recent history, is in one of the Jurassic Parks or Jurassic Worlds that recently came out. This is Jimmy Buffett running for his life from a dinosaur, uh, which was just a quick cameo. He was wasting away in Jurassic World. But anyway, what a great little cameo. Our, our focus today in the book of Acts is going to be on characters that make a cameo. It's going to center around in the book of Acts, starting in chapter 18, if you're following along, a Jewish couple who befriend and host, and work with the Apostle Paul. In larger context in the New Testament, this couple not only appears in the book of Acts, but they're also in Romans, and 1 Corinthians, and in 2 Timothy. Their first appearance is as partners in tent making with Paul. They appear again later on in chapter 18 of Acts as advocates and disciplers and teachers of another preacher named Apollos. They show up as host of house churches in Rome and in Ephesus, and also in Corinth. And then they also are described by Paul himself as dedicated followers of Jesus who would risk their very lives for the sake of the mission. This unique couple has another characteristic of this cameo-making couple, is that they always appear together. They appear as a pair. It's Priscilla and Aquila. And never alone, never Priscilla by herself, or never Aquila by his 
own work. The New Testament consistently presents this couple as a faithful team. They are not a me. They are a we. It is Priscilla and Aquila. Their story is one that we're going to dig in. It's one of mission together. Priscilla and Aquila today are going to be a shining example for us, church family, of what we're going to call this morning the power of and. Priscilla and Aquila. And is that conjunction, that three-letter word that connects our ideas and clauses. Do you remember learning about conjunction in elementary school or maybe after school on Schoolhouse Rock? Maybe you need a reminder. I had this video all queued up and it's not working. The sound is not working, but this is conjunction, junction, what's your function, right? Everybody remembers this song. What a great song. But what Anne does is not just allowed the wonderful people at Schoolhouse Rock to create another great song. But and is a word, this three-letter word that continues, connects, and adds. If there's more to tell in a story, there's an and so that your thought can continue. If there's a need in your communication, then the word and can connect people and ideas. If there's more to tell in the story, and he's going to add, it adds. And is this three-letter powerhouse word. There is power behind it. And when we dig into, here in just a moment, into the brief little cameos of Priscilla and Aquila, we will discover a couple who, by living by the power of and, continues, connects, and adds to the mission of Jesus. They live by the Spirit. They follow the Spirit. And in that connection, they add and live by the power of and. So Priscilla and Aquila show up first at the first part of Acts 18. The text reads like this. After this, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. There he met a Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontus who had recently moved from Italy with his wife Priscilla. Because Claudius had ordered all Jews to leave Rome. We know this is A.D. 49 then. Paul went to see them, and because he was a tent maker as they were, he stayed and worked with them. Now, just as a side note, Acts, and the way Luke, as he writes Acts, presents Priscilla and Aquila, is going to be a continuation of the pattern of Jesus sending out people on mission two by two. They illustrate this great truth that in the American West that we often resist, that ministry is better done as a we than it is a me. So we're introduced to them as a tandem. And while we're introduced to them is they are caught up in an expulsion, an edict by Claudius, the emperor of Rome, who said, I want all Jewish people, we talked about this recently, out of the city. They are riotous. They're rebellious. And he kicked them out for five years until his death. They have been stamped as enemies of the state because of their Jewish descent. Somehow, we do not know, they end up in Corinth. Jewish descent, but Jewish Christians, follower of Jesus, without a home. A couple without their center. A couple without what they knew best. 
Imagine being expelled, not by your own volition, from your home. But here is where they display the power of and. Because as we're introduced to them, Claudius may have expelled them, but the Holy Spirit used them. The first power of and this morning is that Aquila and Priscilla, Priscilla and Aquila, they were refugees, but it didn't stop them from being missionaries. They were both and. Refugees and missionaries. Their mission never changed. They continued to live, listening to the Spirit, following the Savior, even in the midst of disruption. What a message for us today. Who among us hasn't felt the power of disruption lately? Especially the last several years. Whether it was COVID pandemic, turning on the news, the war in Ukraine, health issues, loneliness, the continued desire to try to make something of our lives even though social media never delivers on what it promises. Loss and grief are unchecked political idolatry. All these things have left us feeling uneasy, unsettled, and disrupted. But Priscilla and Aquila, we can take hope in them because they face this and even more because they still found mission. That's the power of and. They found themselves in the unknown, but here's the point. Movement didn't stop their mission. It continued it. They were refugees and they were missionaries. And this is the power of and. And continues. What a blessing it is to be able to celebrate that with AIM and Gibby and Contact and the Toros, right? And Brazil. So many places that we get to have this continuing mission with because of the power of and. And this morning specifically, I think AIM understands this. That there is power of training so that in the future, no matter if it's full-time ministry, bivocational ministry, or just I'm showing up to bless a church, there is power in and. That's what AIM has done now for 50 years. They're an example to us. You all are an example to us of the power of and. That no matter the circumstance or the disruption or the difficulty, the mission does not stop. It continues. So recently you've probably had a conversation about what is not possible in the world we live in. We used to be able to do this. Or we used to be able to do that. We certainly had those conversations in 2020 when we were all kind of isolated. But I think and here shows us... The power of and through Priscilla and Aquila shows us instead of us learning to look at what is no longer possible, let us listen to the Spirit like Priscilla and Aquila did and they showed up in Corinth and then they discovered what was possible. Because and continues. Let's pick up their story again at the back half of chapter 18. Here's what it says. We learn about a guy named Apollos. Meanwhile, a Jew named Apollos a native of Alexandria came to Ephesus. He was a learned man with a thorough knowledge of the scriptures. 
He'd been instructed in the way of the Lord and spoke with great fervor and taught about Jesus accurately, though he only knew the baptism of John. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue. When Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they invited him into their home and explained to him the way of God more adequately or accurately. So sometimes passed here between 18, 1 through 3 and 18, 24 through 26, where Paul was with Priscilla and Aquila in Corinth. But here again, we're given a snapshot, a cameo into the amazing power of this peanut butter and jelly couple, Priscilla and Aquila. They're now living in Ephesus. And this talented speaker, Apollos, comes along and he's got this accurate idea. He knows about Jesus. It says he's educated and learned. It's apparently he knew what we would call the Old Testament, the Tanakh, very well. But yet he didn't fully know the baptism of Jesus. After hearing him speak, Priscilla and Aquila bring him into their home. And then if you continue to read in chapter 19, 1 through 4, the next thing that Apollos does is he is immersed into the baptism of Jesus. That's probably another message for another day, but it's worth noting because the reason he does that is because of this couple showing up in their life And the and that they show us here, they show us another power of and in that the way that they approach Apollos is that they teach and love. Priscilla and Aquila connect not just accurate teaching, but also faithful love. Compare that with our all too familiar church culture of response to disagreements. Our responses to immaturities and opportunities for growth. In a culture that breeds knee-jerk response, what is now known as cancel culture and boycotts and write-offs, Priscilla and Aquila can be a breath of fresh air for us to recenter around the right response. See, we've come to expect that when somebody is perceived to be in error, or when we are in disagreement about a church teaching that may be matters of opinion or otherwise, we believe that the appropriate response is removal or worse. So much so that I've even heard it said among many occasions that when churches teach about love, that we have no space for that anymore. I've been told personally, well, you teach too much on love. Or there's only so much teaching you can do on love. That mode of thinking comes from this idea that teaching, truth, and love are somehow opposites. So therefore, we must find this balance. But I think we need to reconsider that position. What kind of love are we imagining that wouldn't tell the truth? What kind of truth are we imagining as Christians that wouldn't engage in love. Truth and love are not opposites on a balance beam. They're not sitting on the either side of a seesaw. Truth includes love. Love includes truth. A love that must be balanced with truth is a love that can never tell the truth. In contrast, this inadequate version of love stands Jesus 
who also knew how truth and love were together. And I think with him stands Priscilla and Aquila. They love Apollos where he is, trusting that God will lead him to truth. They don't get out in front of Apollos and and cancel him or speak poorly about him or tear him down. They get behind him and say, come to our house, and they build him up and they serve him. They bring him into their home and they make room. This is teaching and love, loving and teaching. It's the power of and. And that's how and not only continues, it connects. And connects Priscilla and Aquila, but it connects Priscilla and Aquila and Apollos, and Apollos to Paul, and Apollos to us. And has this power. It has the power to continue. It has the power to connect. But I want to show you two more passages in which it shows us, I think, what is the best part of and. And that it adds. Here's what Romans 16, 3 and 4 says. It says, greet Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in Christ Jesus. Look how he described them. They risked their lives for me. Not only I, but the churches of the Gentiles are grateful to them. Don't you wish we had that story? I wonder what that was. Someday I hope to find out at the Paul Forum in heaven. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 16, 19 then also says, the churches in the province of Asia send you greetings. Aquila and Priscilla greet you warmly in the Lord and so does the church that meets at their house. Their house church leaders. Now, it takes a little work to piece together all that this couple does. You could sit with Acts and sit with a timeline and maybe figure it out. Where were they? What happened at this point? All those things. But that's secondary. What and the how are secondary to who. Who they are is what matters. Who they are, where they went is what matters. Because as followers of Jesus, they have a third power of and. And that third power is that everywhere they went, They were leaders and learners. It's obvious that they were leading, but I would say that they continued to follow Jesus and grow and transform because everywhere they went, they continued to bless. Anywhere they were led by the Spirit, they responded. They led and continued to learn. And by this posture, the power of and added to the church. They added to Paul's life by risking their lives for him in the Gentile churches. They added to the church in Ephesus and Rome because they demonstrated the power of hospitality and opening their place up. They added to their own faith and the faith of others as being leaders and learners. And this is how it works. This is how it really works. For us, it is a challenge because in a family, a church family, a friend group, it's all the same. You have something to offer. You have something to add. You have something to give. A gift, a talent, a spiritual word, a blessing. And if we don't add, we can never lead. And if we don't learn to lead, we're probably not ever learning. Learners lead and real leaders always learn. There is no expert in Christianity at the table of Jesus. We are all students. And when we sit with Jesus like Priscilla and Aquila did and lead in such a way as to add to the church, 
then we really begin to learn who we are. You remember all the way back in the book of Acts, or uh, not Acts, Exodus, sorry, where Moses in Exodus 3 is asked by God to go do something he was uncomfortable with. God was calling him to be a leader, but first he had to be a learner. Because God says, you're going to go speak to Pharaoh, and Moses is like, no, I'm not. Right? And how did that go for him? Not great, right? Because he ended up going anyway. And we must learn that as well. It doesn't matter your Enneagram number if God is calling you to do something. Well, that's not my personality, God. God's going to go, so? (laughs) I created your personality. Don't you think I can add to it? I've never done that before. So? Don't you think I can lead you to do that? This is the power of and. Priscilla and Aquila's story could have been over it any number of times. Looks like they moved a lot. Eventually they end back up in Rome where they're hosting a house church when, when Paul sends that letter to them. But they continued the mission no matter their circumstances. They continued to connect to others through the power of and, and they added to the church wherever they went. I think today what we're faced with at the end of this, the the thing I couldn't get out of my head this week as I was studying this couple is the question of, will I be a person who adds to the mission of God? Will I live by the power of and? Well, I realized today that, man, I can partner with and be an and to encourage an AIM student today. Or maybe I can strike up enough relationship that that and continues after today. Or as Kelly was saying earlier, I can go to Kelly and say, give me one of those Gibby students so I can continue the and relationship there. So I can add to the church. And I would ask you then to honestly answer this question. I would ask you to just, as we close... Really ask yourself, not in comparison. Please keep that away. That categorization where you look around the room and you don't want to answer the question honestly because you want to compare. Did you all know that one of the ancient Hebrew words for the accuser is the word category? So when we categorize, we are playing with the devil. So don't do that this morning. Instead, just ask yourself honestly, am I adding through the power of and to the church? Am I adding to the power of and with our missionaries, with the small group that I'm in? Or am I subtracting? In short, the question is, am I here to add or am I here to take away? When we gather as brothers and sisters, as the Canadian Church of Christ and AIM and Gibby, as husband and wife, as child and parent, as friend to friend, as young and old, you know what happens when we learn this power of and? God takes it and he goes, y'all are doing awesome with addition. Let me show you multiplication. (laughs) 
So the girls that were staying at our house last night told me a story about one of our AIM students that is with us this morning, and I'm probably going to butcher this, but I love this story. And Corey alluded to it and told a little of it this morning. But it was about Miguel. Miguel, hello. I'm going to talk about you. I did not warn you. All right. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he's leaving this afternoon. He can be mad at me. So, all right. No. Actually, I just thought of it right before I got up. But Miguel is here in AIM because of the power of AND. It's because somebody in Mexico just a couple years ago befriended Miguel, discipled Miguel, and some AIM students and Miguel centered their lives around Jesus. And Miguel came to Christ. And now it's not just addition. Miguel's here at AIM being trained so that he can be sent out to the States. To Tacoma, is that right? Hey, I remember that. Yes, all right, to Tacoma. And then he's going to have some of the power of and work through him. Isn't our God amazing? That is incredible. And church, that's why we say that we are a church for, for Canadian, right? For Jesus, for family, right? For transformation. And then during mission month, we haven't said it much this year, we say we're for the world because of the power of and. We're going to have an invitation song led by our AIM students. If you need anything this morning, come down. We're going to pray over you. And then we're going to continue to sing one more song. During that second song, some of our teens are going to come forward with more balloons. We have a theme of balloons today. We don't know why, but we do. And we're going to have a reveal of our number. And then Cody is going to uh, dismiss us in prayer. But after that prayer, we're going to do one more song that we don't know, but the AIM students know, and they're going to sing for us. It's a song based on the scripture in Romans 8. And it's going to be beautiful. And then we invite you to be part of our fellowship meal. Let's stand together and let's sing. There's a yeah, go get the balloons. Yeah. Oh, say so, haste to its spring. The fount of love from the source above. And he bids us all freely drink. To the fountain free. Tis for you and me, thirsty soul. Hear the welcome call, tis a fountain open for all. There's a living stream with a crystal gleam. From its throne of life now it flows While the water